Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me once again. This is the Free Melon Podcast, and I'm Eli Martyr. And I'm very, very happy to be here with you guys once again. Today, I'm going to be doing another little reading from a book here in my library. I'm going to be reading from a book, a, a very small but potent little book called The Occult Technology of Power. But before I get into that, I'm going to give a quick little shout out to Mr. Mateusz Gorecki. Uh, a fellow free melon was kind enough to leave me a lovely voice note regarding one of the previous episodes here on the podcast, which was dealing with liquid cleanses. And so we were talking about a liquidarian diet or solid food vacation and the benefits of using prune juice, how you can use it when you are doing your liquid cleanse and yeah he left me a left me a voice note and so i will well i'll just play the voice note for you guys and uh, listen to what he has to say hello eli lovely hearing your podcast brother mm, thanks for sharing your wisdom your knowledge i'm just having a prune juice right now first time in uh, in years actually so it's a nice coincidence that you spoke about it in the podcast um yeah i'm gonna juice fast also for like 15 days already and it's amazing the cleaning of the ga tract is incredible i never ever expected for this to be even possible to work in this way great listening to you and yeah i'm, I'm really inspired by i feel inspired by what you share and what you experience and the way you share that is uh, so informational and yeah Love you, bro. Take care. Amazing. Amazing. Very good work, my friend. Uh, thank you for leaving me that lovely message. I uh, really appreciate it. And yeah, it's, it, it is incredible. It, it, the, the power of a, well, any kind of cleanse. So whether it's a water fast, whether it's a dry fast, whether it's a liquid cleanse, all of these types of cleansing where you are disciplining yourself in a period of abstinence, okay, giving your body time to rest, okay, giving your body time to accrue an excess of vital force that no longer is squandered, well, not squandered, but you know what I mean, that is no longer having to labor with the uh, difficult task of digestion. When that energy is freed up, amazing things can happen. And as you just heard, he's, he's experiencing that for himself. And you too, you can experience this for yourself. You can experience what fantastic, abundant health feels like. You just need to learn, again, some basic principles and then you'll you'll be off to the races. So, yeah, my man, thank you so much. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you are trotting the, the health and wellness path and uh, hope that you influence those in your circle because we need as many people as possible <laughs> doing the doing the right thing especially in this day and age of utter deception and speaking of utter deception <laughs> uh, we're going to get into what I want to do today which is again read you from or read you an excerpt from this book that I'm holding in my hand the occult technology of power what this book is, is it's essentially, it's essentially a blueprint to exert complete control and domination over a population. And it's written in the style 
of a of the owner of a business of the the head elite um, figurehead of a of a business or a corporation, and he's kind of inducting or initiating his son into a higher role of responsibility. So it's written in that style, and I guess. Just to give you an idea of what it, what the book is about, uh, I'll read you a tiny little excerpt from a review written by a Mr. Brian Wright. Um, okay, so here here's the review. Uh, you read this book and you understand the contrived conflict between right and left. You will know whose purpose it is, uh, whose purpose it, purposes it serves. Excuse me, to have defenders of liberty hate those who question concentrations of power, as we fight amongst ourselves on higher level issues, immigrations, wars, terrorism, education, taxes, etc. We leave the fundamental premise of state coercion intact. And make no mistake, the state we're talking about is the cartel with a capital C. You see the role of government schools. And there's an excerpt here by John Stuart Mill describing schools. A general state education is a mere contrivance for molding the people to be exactly like one another, and as the mold in which it casts them is that which pleases the predominant power in the government. Whether this be a monarch, a priesthood, an aristocracy, or the majority of the existing generation, in proportion as it is efficient and successful, it establishes a despotism over the mind, leading by natural tendency to one over the body. Ouch! Ooh! That is a condemnation of (laughs) government schooling. Okay, continuing on with Brian. You see the role of the central bank and taxes. And uh, as early as ancient Babylon, uh, excuse me, as early as ancient Babylon and India, central banking, the art of monopolizing the issuance of money, had been developed into a perfect method for looting the general public. Even today, many bankers copy the traditions of the earlier exploitative priesthoods and design their banks to resemble temples. Defenses of central banking are simply part of the deception that lies at the heart of all power elites. The book conveys the instruction of a man in full under auspices of his father, the leader of the dynasty. Speculation is the father-son pair is patterned after John D. Rockefeller Jr. and David Rockefeller. Considering the Rockefeller family through banking business, foundations, and other holdings uh, controls trillions of dollars in human wealth, the pattern is apt. Okay, so I'll stop there with the review. So that's essentially what the book is about. So if you give me a second here, just to flip to the right section... Ah, here we go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you chapter two of the occult technology of power. Okay. And again, I like doing this because I like to give you just a flavor. I mean, I can't on the free melon society. Um, I, I can't get into reading entire audiobooks for you with everything that's in my library. So I like to give you kind of just a taste for what some of the books are. And that way you can go and look over them yourself, buy them for yourself and uh, and investigate. Okay, so anyhow, this is chapter two 
from the Occult Technology of Power, and uh, the chapter title is An Occult Knowledge as the Key to Power. Throughout history, secure ruling elites arise through secret, or occult knowledge, which they carefully guard and withhold from outsiders. The power of such elites, or cults, diminishes as their occult knowledge is transformed into scientific knowledge, it's quote-unquote scientific, end quote, knowledge, and vanishes as soon as it becomes, quote, common sense, <laughs> end quote. Before analyzing the secrets of the finance capitalist, money cult, let us glance for historical per perspective at occult astronomy, the oldest source of stable rule known to man, of which astrology is but the pathetic remnant. As soon as men abandoned the life of wandering tribal hunters to till the soil, they needed to predict the seasons. Such knowledge was required in order to know when to plant, when to expect floods in fertile valleys, when to expect rainy seasons, and so on. Months of back-breaking work were wasted of the unavailability of the calendar, a convenience we take for granted. The men who first studied and grasped the regularities of sun, moon, and stars that presaged the seasons had a valuable commodity to sell, and they milked it to the fullest at the expense of their credulous fellow men. The occult priesthoods of early astronomers and mathematicians, such as the designers of Stonehenge, convinced their subjects that they alone had contact with the gods, and thus they alone could assure the return of planting seasons and, and weather favorable to bountiful harvests. The staging, in quote, predicting, end quote, of solar and lunar eclipses was particularly effective in awing the, com the community the general success resulting from following the priesthood's tilling, planting, nurturing, and harvesting timetables ensured, uh, ensured the priesthood's power. Today's, today's Christmas holiday season continues the tradition set by ancient priesthoods, <laughs> who conducted rituals on the winter solstice to reverse the retreat of the sun from the sky. Their invariable success was followed by wild celebrations. Popular knowledge of seasonal regularities was discouraged by every manner of mysticism and outlandish ritual imaginable. Failures in prediction were blamed on sins of the people and used to justify intensified oppression. For centuries, people who had literally no idea of the number of days between seasons and couldn't count any way, cheerfully gave up a portion of their harvests as well as their most beautiful daughters to the faithful, to the quote, faithful servants, unquote, in the priesthoods. The power of our finance capitalist money cult rests on similar secret knowledge, primarily in the field of economics. Our power is weakened by real advances in economic science. However, we established money lords have been able to prolong and even reverse our decline by systematically corrupting economic science with fallacious and spurious doctrines doctrines excuse me through our power in the universities publishing and mass media we have been able to reward the sincere professional cranks 
whose spurious doctrines happened to rationalize in terms of, quote, common good, end quote, the government-supported institutions, laws, and economic measures upon which our money power depend. Uh, you, you, this is uh, very, very, very insightful stuff. Uh, sorry, readers aside, this is extremely inf insightful stuff. And uh, if you have to, you know, listen, listen to that little section again. It's quite instructive. Okay, continuing on. Keynesianism is the highest form of phony economics yet developed to our benefit. The highly centralized mixed economy resulting from the policies advocated by Lord Keynes for promoting, quote, prosperity, end quote, has all the characteristics required to make our rule invulnerable to our twin nemeses, real private competition in the economic arena and real democratic process in the political arena. Okay. I'm going to read that one more time. Has all the characteristics required to make our rule invulnerable to our twin nemeses, real private competition in the economic arena and real democratic process in the political arena. Laissez-faire or free market, classical e economics, was our original attempt to corrupt economic science. science. Its beautiful internal consistency blinded economists for many years to the fact that it had virtually nothing to do with current reality. However, we are so powerful today that it is no longer possible to conceal our imposing institutions with the appearances of free competition. Keynesianism rationalizes this omnipotent state which we require, while retaining the privileges of private property on which our, on which our power ultimately rests. Although the interim reforms advocated by Marx in his Communist Manifesto, such as central banking, income tax, and other centralizing measures, can be corrupted to coincide exactly with our requirements, we no longer allow Marxist movements major power in developed countries. Our coercive in institute... Oh, uh, our coercive in institutions? Uh, that's a bit of a strange wording. Uh, our coerciveness, I'm assuming that's what it's supposed to say, our coerciveness in institutions are already in place. Oh. Oh, no. That's that's really weird. Okay. I'll just read it as is, but it, it seems like it's uh, odd grammar there. Our coercive in institutions are, are already in place. Any real step toward communism would mean our downfall. Of course, phony Marxism is an excellent ideological veil in which to cloak our puppet dictators in under, underdeveloped areas. Um, just uh, a reader's aside here, this was released, I think, around in the 70s, mid-70s, uh, 1974, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, we were still under the <laughs> quote-unquote threat of communist takeover. Of course, communism was simply another arm of the globalist another it was it was the antithesis of capitalism and they you know the the elites create both the capitalist society and the and the communist society and they place them at loggerheads with one another 
so as to fracture the minds of the public and just keep them bickering upon subjects that really they control. They control both ends. And that that's all communism was. It was the creation of an enemy. Okay, the creation of an enemy, no different than the exact same thing that's happened throughout the 20th century. Okay. Uh, and now in 2020, we're seeing the, the same thing. 21st century, we saw the same thing. Okay, creating the creating the threat of Islamic terrorism. Okay. And it's a real, it's a it was a real threat. It is a real threat. It's just that they created it. Now they're creating the global threats of quote unquote global warming. Like we talked about in our last podcast episode with um, Mr. W. And and of course, in 2020, they have created the quote-unquote threat of COVID-19. It's just the enemy that they've created. It's the fear fear tactic. It's, it's, the, it's the boogeyman that always must be present in order to keep the population in a constant perpetual state of fear so that they can justify outrageous infringements on your rights and freedoms. Sorry, I'm getting upset. Um, okay, let's uh, let's continue on uh, with the appearance of free competition. Okay. Keynesianism rationalizes this omnipotent state which we require while retaining the privileges of private property on which our power ultimately rests. Although the interim reforms advocated by... Oh, I, sorry, I read, I read this stuff already. Of course, phony... Ah, okay. Of course, phony Marxism is an excellent ideological veil in which to cloak our puppet dictators in underdeveloped areas. Okay, continuing on. Secondarily, the power of the lords of money rests on an occult knowledge in the area of politics and history. History. Ooh. We have quite successfully corrupted these sciences. Arrgh. Although many people are familiar with our secrets through such books as 1984 by the disillusioned George Orwell, few take them seriously and usually dismiss such ideas as paranoia. Such, oh, since real politics is motivated by individual self-interest, I'm going to read that one more time. Since real politics is motivated by individual self-interest, history is viewed most accurately as a struggle for power and wealth. We do our best to obscure this self-evident truth by popularizing the theory that history is made by the impersonal struggles between ideas, political systems, ideologies, races, and classes. Through systematic infiltration of all major intellectual, political, and ideological organizations, Using the, uh, the lure of financial support and instant publicity, we have been able to set the limits of public debate within the ideological requirements of our money power. Oof. Oh, man. If, if this, <laughs> readers aside, if this doesn't piss you right off, I don't know what. It, you know, I always, I always say, if... If the state of affairs, if the world, the way the world works doesn't piss you off, doesn't make you mad, doesn't make your blood boil, if it doesn't do these things to you, you haven't done the research. <laughs> Any researcher who's worth his salt should feel rage at, at 
the way the system is designed, who's running the show, and just, oh, man, it's, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Okay, continuing on. The so-called left-right political spectrum is our creation. In fact, it accurately reflects our careful, artificial polarization of the popular uh, of the population on phony issues that pre- that prevents the issue of our power from arising in their minds. Oof. The left supports civil liberties and opposes economic or entrepreneurial liberty. The right supports economic liberty and opposes civil liberty. Of course, neither can exist fully, quote, uh, bracket, which is our goal, end bracket, without the other. We control the right-left conflict such that both forms of liberty are suppressed to the degree we require. Our own liberty rests not on legal or moral rights, quote-unquote rights, but on our control of government bureaucracy and courts which apply the complex subjective regulations we dupe the public into supporting for our benefit oh my god innumerable meaningless conflicts oh i'm getting so pissed off reading this innumerable meaningless conflicts to divert the attention of the public from our operations find fertile ground in the bitter hatreds of the right left imbroglio Right and left are irreconcilably on racial policy, treatment of criminals, law enforcement, pornography, foreign policy, women's lib, and censorship, to name just a few issues. Oh, let me just say again, those issues that we just listed, he's categorizing as innumerable, meaningless conflicts to divert the attention of the public from our operations oh my goodness although censorship in the name of quote fairness quote end quote has been useful in broadcasting and may yet be required in journalism we generally do not take sides in these issues instead we attempt to prolong the conflicts prolong the conflicts by supporting both sides as required Readers aside, a.k.a. communism and capitalism, as we saw throughout the 20th century. Uh, War, of course, is the ultimate diversionary conflict and the health of our system. War provides the perfect cover of emergency and crises behind which we consolidate our power. Since nuclear war presents dangers even to us, More and more, we have resorted to economic crisis, energy shortages, ecological hysteria, and managed political drama to fill the gap. Meaningless brush fire wars, though, remain useful. We promote phony free enterprise on the right and phony democratic socialism on the left. Thus, we obtain a free, quote, free enterprise, end quote, whose, quote, competition, end quote, is carefully regulated by the bureaucracy we control and whose nationalized enterprises are controlled directly through our government. In this way, we maintain a society in which the basis of our power, legal titles to property and money, remain secure, 
but in which the peril of free, unregulated competition is avoided and popular sovereignty is nullified. The democratic process is a sitting duck for our money power. Invariably, we determine the candidates of the major parties and then proceed to pick the winners. Oh, you mother... Uh, any attempts at campaign reforms simply put the rules of the game more firmly under our government's control. Totalitarianism of the fascist or communist varieties is no danger to us as long as bastions of private property remain to serve as our base of operations, bases of operations. Totalitarian governments of both right and left because of the vulnerability of their highly visible leaders to party rivals, can be manipulated easily from abroad. Primarily, totalitarian dictatorships efficiently prevent new money lords that could challenge our power from arising in whole continents, civilizations, and races. Perhaps a few words on ideology. Oh, perhaps a few words on ideology proper are in order before I conclude. The only valid ideology, of course, is a rational egoism. That is, the maximization of the individual's gratification by whatever means prove practical. Uh, readers aside, that is in fact um, the exact satanic ideology, what, is, what he described there. Uh, I'll read it again. The only valid ideology, of course, is rational egoism. That is, the maximization of the individual's gratification by whatever means prove practical. So, that, that is, again, the satanic philosophy in a nutshell. It's uh, Darwinism. So, it, it actually wasn't... Uh, I'm readers aside right now. I'm not reading. But Charles Darwin actually wasn't the, wasn't the proponent of survival of the fittest. That came later as an adulteration of... Well, not really an adulteration of his theory, but it was just kind of co-opted by later eugenicists who who felt it expedient to get the public to believe that survival of the fittest, right, was the law of nature. It is not the law of nature. That is that is a deep pervasive cultural perversion of the real law of nature, which is truly cooperation not survival of the fittest. But you see, it's this satanic ideology that these eugenicists and, and, and freaks, freak bureaucrats, injected into the culture to get people to believe that the best ideology is just take care of yourself at the expense of everybody else. And that's, that's how it's supposed to be. That's the law, right? You can see how insidious this is. And of course, Darwinism bled into all the universities and all the, all the government uh, educational facilities as, uh, as, the, as the true ideology of nature. And of course, this is just, this is all lies. This is just pure, pure, pure lies and deception. Okay, continuing on. This requires power over nature, especially when possible, power over other humans who are the most versatile and valuable tools of all. Oof. Fortunately, we do not have a society of egoists. Money lords would be impossible in such a society as the mental spooks and rationalizations by which we character, uh, characteristically manipulate and deceive 
would be a laughing stock under such circumstances. Oh. Under such circumstances, a policy of live and let live or true laissez-faire anarchy might be the only alternative. Certainly, a hierarchical order would be difficult to maintain by force alone. However, in the current era, while minds are yet in the thrall of altruistic, collectivistic, and divine moralistic spooks, the egoist's rational course is to utilize such spooks to control others. The next speaker, Professor M, will detail the key institution of our power, central banking. And so, of course, it goes on in the next chapter, um, which is the economics of central banking. But that's where we're going to stop for now. just wanted to give you a taste of what this this book is all about and the revelations it provides the reader in terms of really how the machinery of the world really work and who's in charge and well not necessarily who's in charge it's more just outlining the how okay how do they rule and the ideology that they subscribe to like i said earlier you know if this stuff doesn't get your blood boiling then uh, I don't know what would. And if the way the world works doesn't get your blood boiling, then you haven't put in enough time to, to research these, you know, these things for yourself. Anyhow, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me here on the Free Melon Podcast again. Uh, there is a link to leave me a voice message if you'd like to leave me a voice note then uh, under the anchor platform you can you can do so i can provide a link for for leaving me a voice note in the uh in the description for this for this podcast but that's where we're going to end things for now thank you so much ladies and gentlemen happy health happy wealth and we will see you next time here on the free melon podcast again don't forget to check out the free melon society on youtube as well if you want more of this type of content. All right, my dears, enjoy. Talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye.